a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your guest host, Bo Walker. I'll be filling in for Rebecca over the next several weeks while she takes some time off. And I'm thrilled to have my very first guest for Utah Weekly Forum. It's Daryl Yeager, founder and executive director at Odyssey Dance Theater. Daryl, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, admittedly, I'm a transplant, and I don't know a lot about uh, Odyssey Dance Theater, but I'm sure that some of our audience knows plenty about it, and I want them to know right off the bat that you're back to performing in front of live audience again. And my guess is that, you know, in a limited capacity. So let's say if you're planning on seeing a show that you should probably get your tickets now, uh, you know, before they're gone. Daryl, am I right on this? Like if you had an 1,800 seat theater that you're only selling maybe four or 500 seats now, is that still the deal? As far as I know, at this point, we're we're going full capacity at this point. That's got to make you happy, huh? Yeah, I know. Because last year they did do that. They had like, you had like 1,800 seat theater, and we had only 360 people we could put in the audience. Oh, so wow. it was it was a little sparse. That's challenging, <laughs> I'll bet. Say that. Yeah. But you know, I think I think things are so far so good. You know, I mean, it may change here in the next couple of weeks. You never know. You know, so we're just we're just holding on. We just had a performance down in uh, Price, Utah, with a full full audience there, and that was awesome. And uh, I know our Ogden shows next week are sold out already. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going well. You know, I mean, people obviously have concerns, but at the same time, we're, we're letting them make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, come in and, uh, and uh, you know, enjoy live theater again. I think that's something people really, really have missed a lot since, you know, all this has happened, you know. And so, you know, we're just going to see how it goes. And hopefully nobody in the political realm decides to shut us down like they did last year. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, the one you're doing again, is it's Thriller, right? uh Uh-huh. Let's throw that website out real quick so they can get tickets if they'd like to jump on that. Since you said Ogden's already sold out, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It's uh, odysseydance.com. And so uh, we're going to be performing in uh, Park City, uh, Ogden, Logan, we're going to be at Kingsbury Hall for two weeks, uh, October 11th through the 23rd, and then we're going down to Tuacon in St. George the oh, last wow. week of October. Is that fairly so, typical uh, for you guys, that tour, or, uh-huh. or is this limited oh, yeah. here, or, or you're back to hitting all the, the theaters is, that you used to? This is our full schedule, so we're very <laughs> excited. Last year we did only 15 performances and squeaked by, and, and this year we're back up to like 38 performances, which is kind of normal. Because I wanted to ask you what last year was like, you know, for a business that demands a live audience for the most part, you know, uh, we're an auditory uh, thing, radio is, but you're visual for sure. What did you do? What was that like? What what does one do with a dance company that can't dance in front of people? We were able to do Thriller, but it was in very limited capacity. We only did a couple of, like, 
Kingsbury Hall was closed down completely. At the last minute, we were able to get like four performances scheduled at the Capitol Theater, but only with you know a very limited audience and stuff like that. So that was that was a challenge. When we got to our Christmas show, we were going to do It's a Wonderful Life, our full length production that is just an awesome, awesome show. We were going to do that at Kingsbury Hall, but they had shut down. Then we tried to move it to the Capitol Theater. Then the the uh, mayor shut down all those facilities, the uh, Al Bravano Hall, everybody Capitol, everybody was down. And so we went back to the Kingsbury and said, well, listen, can we just come in and videotape, you know, the show? Hmm. And they said, yeah, you can do that. And so, so we came in and, and about, you know, a week before they started putting all these crazy uh, rules on us and stuff. They said, well, you can't have, you can't have the kids and the adults in the building at the same time. Why? You know, and what sense does that make? I said, how am I supposed to do the family, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and Zuzu's pedals? And I mean, there's all these scenes, you know, and one, one of the guys there suggested, well, can't you just CG the, CGI them in or something <laughs> like that? And, I, and I'm like, do I look like Lucasfilm? I mean, come on, guys. Oh, wow. I don't have that I don't have that capacity. So what I finally told him, I said, you know, you have to give me a statistical and medical reason for these rules, because I need to be able to give people who have been rehearsing for two months a real good reason why I'm canceling this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I can't do it under these uh, restrictions, you know. And and I said, you got to give me some stuff. You know, give me a real reason. They came back and said, Okay, you can do it. You ah, know? <laughs> see, you know, a little pushback, and you get you you get what you want, right? Well, because there wasn't any, you know, yeah. they, they didn't have, you know, all, a lot of these decisions have been made just on speculation, or or you know, just this makes me feel good to, mm-hmm. to uh, impose these kind of uh, restrictions. You know, it's a CYA, you know, and they're just covering themselves, and you try to just talk some sense to them and say, listen, this is how we can do it, you know, so. You know, we went in, we had, you know, rules about masks and stuff like that. And they wanted us to wear masks while we're performing. Oh, I said, no. you know what? I cannot see George Bailey running around with the Bedford Falls mask on. You know, oh, I just can't no. see it. You have to wear them off stage. You know, so there was all these things that we did. Yeah. But we went in and made a film of the movie, of, of the show, oh, okay. which turned out really, really good. So we did that. And then in the spring, um, Kingsbury Hall was still closed down, and we were able to go into the Capitol Theater for four performances, when we usually do 12 in mm-hmm. the spring, and it's still limited capacity, but we were able to do something. After that, we had scheduled a European tour. Well, that had gotten canceled, too, mm-hmm. so that was that was our second year in a row with no European tour. That's how we kind of muddled through the uh, the season, but it was it was difficult, you know, because we were making decisions just from a venue point of view, within days of actually opening, it was kind of like guerrilla dancing. You know, hey, hey we're going to go over here. You know, yeah. we're going to go do this. And wow. so uh, we we pulled it together, and it was a uh, it was very rewarding, but at the same time, just interesting. And now we're so excited to be back at full force now doing the show. Last year when we did Thriller, we only did an hour and a half with no intermission because they didn't want people to congregate in the. Yeah in the lobbies or anything like that, you know, they didn't want to have people seeing each other or anything mm-hmm. in the lobby. So we're excited to be back now with a full show, regular intermission. There was a lot of things we had to cut out of the show last year, but this year we're back to full force and, and we're, we're doing it. 
it's going to be exciting. Our guest is Daryl Yeager, founder and executive director at Odyssey Dance Theater. And this is, of course, uh, Utah Weekly Forum. Great to have you. And so many businesses had to make some really tough decisions, you know, whether you uh-huh. lay off or downsize or, uh, you know, put their savings into their business or hang on and then close sure. your doors. You know, what was that like? What was that process like for you? We took advantage of the PPP loans mm-hmm. uh, and we got a couple of those. That helped tremendously. As a company, we really pride ourselves on like 90% of our budget comes from ticket sales. So when we no longer had that avenue, you know, we needed extra funds to actually be able to pay the dancers and stuff like that. And so Mm -hmm. those loans made a big difference and made it possible for us to continue, even though we were not able to actually have as many people in the audience as we would normally like to have, Mm -hmm. which is where our, our income is derived. Those things really helped a lot you know, to help us get through the this, this situation. How many are in the, do you call it a troop, a cast, a company? Uh, it's, it's a company. Company. How, how yeah. many? We in? have, we have 20, 22 dancers in the company. Okay. And they were and, all uh, able to stay because of those, those holdover loans yeah. and things of that sort. Yeah. So you were able to keep everybody on. Yeah, I was. And so oh, that man. was, that was really, really uh, important for me. You know, we even had, a, we had our tour canceled. We were like a week away from leaving on tour. And this is back when, in 2019, mm-hmm. and we were going to go to Europe. You know, we usually go there. We'd gone there for like 15 years in a row. I mean, it's it's really amazing. And we were getting ready to go, and that's when Trump said no more travel to Europe. And we were like, yeah. oh, well, okay, we're we're stuck. You know, that's that's canceled. Time to shift and gears. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but I because of these PPP loans, I went ahead and paid the dancers for the time that they would have been there. You know, just yeah. because. I felt, you know, you know, I had, I had made that commitment to them and they had made, made that commitment to me. And, you know, through no fault of their own, you know, we didn't get to go. But I'm just, uh, because of those PPP loans, I was able to go ahead and pay them. So that was good. So I, I, explain to me how this works. So are, are your dancers full or part-time? What's like the average age? What does that look like to be a dancer in the, uh, the troupe or the company for Odyssey Dance Theater? It's, uh, it, it's. They're, they range from like, I mean, I have a 17-year-old on okay. the company right now, but uh, most of them are college age, you know, uh, in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically what I call seasonal in the sense that, you know, we have three, three different performing seasons throughout the year, and uh, it re- works out to somewhere 30, 35 weeks of, of, of uh, employment. That's pretty good season. gig. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and, you know, it's, and they're, it's, you know, they're getting paid, <clears throat> sorry, on a weekly basis. And, uh, and it's a salary, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our lowest is like three fifty a week and it's all the way up to six fifty a week. So in that range, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's better than slinging burgers, Oh yeah, you know? And so, uh, but they're doing what they love to do too. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of them would do it for free if they, you know, if they just have the opportunity to dance, but I, I don't, I don't take advantage of them that way. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, it's it's a it's a good working relationship for them. This is Daryl Yeager, founder and executive director at Odyssey Dance Theater, and I'm guessing that you could probably do everything yourself with the experience you have, but you probably have some help. How many uh, how many people are back there? You know, doing well, I choreograph have my, uh, or whatever. Uh, well, I have my. Uh, an associate director and I have a dance captain that helped me with in the studio stuff. I have a costume mistress and, and her assistant that deal with all the costumes and everything. And then, and then we have, uh, 
uh, I have two crew guys that work with us full time, mm-hmm. and uh, and they you know they do the all the lighting and and the stage work and stuff like that and run the shows and, and uh, so that's kind of the the I, you know we're we're very lean and mean as far as that's concerned. I know Ballet West has like. 25 people on staff, almost as many dancers as they have on staff. So, you know, so, you know, I, uh, you know, we, we find ourselves much more lean and efficient, you know, with the advent of email and, and the internet and all that stuff, you know, we make use of those things, uh, extremely well. And, you know, we've developed relationships with media and all that stuff that, uh, you know, works out very, very well for us, uh, over the years without having to have, you know, a, a huge staff of people to marshal all that. And know? that was probably helpful uh, during COVID, I would imagine, too, oh, to sure. already be lean and, and, and you know, uh-huh. not have to trim any fat because you guys were already lean. Thriller, uh, am I getting this right? 25 years you've been doing this? Yep, that is true. I, yep. I got a couple, a couple of things here. I'm going to make everybody feel old. Do you realize, and I've been in radio 40 years myself, um, do you realize that the album Thriller came out in November of 1982 that's almost 40 years ago and you've been oh doing this show gosh. for 25 of those wow. years wow that is crazy well here's the other thing that'll kind of freak you out there are dancers in the company today that weren't born yet <laughs> when we started doing the show yes so, so that that is the scary part you know it's like for me you know I'm like oh my gosh I've been doing it that long yeah. you know and I, I, I feel like well back in the old days when we first started doing thriller you know what makes this so popular why is it so unique that you have to bring it back every year what what makes this so good I think I think one of the things that people are really drawn to uh, is the humor in the show uh, you know there's a lot of very sick humor that people uh, that really I don't know what it is, but Utahns just love their Halloween. You know, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of their opportunity to to freak out a little bit, you know, and just let themselves loose and have some sure. fun, and you know, so it's a really uh, great opportunity for that. I think that plays into it a little bit, um, and you know, the the show is just really good. I mean, when we first started, uh, you know, we I scheduled like four performances at Kingsbury Hall. You know, we were going to just do the show. And about a week before we were opening, the guy from uh, the 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 theater called me in and says, you know, Daryl, you've only you only sold like 50 tickets to this thing. Maybe you should cancel, you know. And I was like, oh, man, I just knew that the stuff we were doing, I I felt like the stuff we were doing in the rehearsal was something special. There was something special about it. And I said, you know. If I'm going to go down, let's go down in flames, and I'll just go. To, I'm going to go ahead and do it, and then, and then we'll see if word of mouth can pick up, you know. And and it did. And within, you know, two years, we were selling out performances. Wow! And so, and and then it became so popular. We, you know, for several years, we actually had two companies going everywhere to do it. You know, really uh, to, to fulfill the, uh, you know, all the all the. Uh, the need, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've kind of since pared that back down to just one, but I mean, we, uh, it was, it was amazing. The response and people just love the show and, and really enjoy coming into live theater. I think that's one of the things that's really special about this time is because of all, all that we've been through the last year and a half, 
people just want to feel normal again, yeah. you know what I mean? And feel like they're, it's okay, you know, you can go and enjoy it. And, and uh, goodness knows we need to laugh. Definitely. You know what I mean? We, we, need some, we need some time off from all the pressures that are around us and, and to sit back, enjoy a show, and laugh and, and, and have a great time. And I think that's, that's one thing that we're seeing already is the response is really strong. So it's good. Well, at the radio stations here, we're finally able to have concerts as well. And there are so many people mm-hmm. that are so thankful to be able to get out and see some live music. Yeah. I mean, interaction with people is, sure. is so important. I have to ask, this is Daryl Yeager at, uh, from Odyssey Dance Theater. Of course, Thriller is coming up. We'll give you dates and uh, how to get tickets and that kind of stuff. But I have to ask, when did you know that this was what you wanted to do? How, how did you discover your passion and start uh, Odyssey Dance Theater? Well, I, I had been in, uh, I, I was in Ballet West many years ago. That's where my, I met my wife, Cheryl. And, and um, so we, we, we have a lot of roots here um, artistically, you know, for many years. I, I actually graduated from the University of Utah. I got my bachelor's and master's degrees there. But um, I, then I went to BYU and taught there for a year and a half. And, from, and then I realized, you know, I'm not done with my performing career yet. You know, this was, I was in my early 20s. And so I went out and auditioned and got into a chorus line. And then I toured around the, the country in a chorus line. Um, and then I did Dream Girls, and I did Cats at the Schubert Theater in Los Angeles. And, you know, had a very successful career doing television and film work out in Los Angeles. And, you know, after the big Whittier earthquake out there, I thought, yeah, I think it's time to move back. <laughs> so so we, we moved back here to Utah. And, you know, I saw, I saw that there was this, you know, Bally West was doing its thing. Riley Woodbury and RDT were doing their thing. And, but I felt like there was this big gap in the middle, mm. you know, of, of and, and what we, we call the jazz ballet company, where we, we do every style of dance, ballet, jazz, tap, hip-hop, uh, ballroom, uh, contemporary, you name it. We do it all. And, and uh, there were just a group of dancers that were here that didn't want to move to New York or L.A., but if they did, if they had, they would have worked, you know, mm-hmm. because they were that talented. And we just kind of got together and like Mickey Rooney and Julie Garland, we just said, well, let's do a show, you know, <laughs> let's, wow. let's get together and do a show. And so we, uh, we, that was back in 1974, if you believe, uh, actually, well, no, I'm not 74. That's way too far. And so back around 80, 82, we decided to give it a shot and, uh, and put on a performance and, uh, you know, the response was really strong because there was just, you know, it, it, we kind of cross over into commercial stuff, too. You know, what I mean, it's just it's just a, a new twist as far as what people can see. And, you know, if you don't like one style, you're going to see a little bit of that and then maybe something else. You know what I mean? And and so uh, it's kind of a smorgasbord as far as the, the styles are concerned. Mm-hmm. And we started putting that together. And and, you know, within a couple of years, we had our first we did our. Uh, our first thriller performance and it's just kind of taken off from there. So and that's how it started. That's great. Uh, and obviously it's working 25 years now um, I know. for thriller. I know. And uh, I know you guys have a, a, a Christmas show coming up. Are you going to do something for Christmas yes. this year? We're going to do it's a wonderful life again this oh, year. Great. We're going to actually have a live audience this time. All right. And so uh, we're planning that uh, 
December 13th to the 23rd, I believe. Okay. So we'll be at Kingsbury Hall there, but it's, that information is there on the on the website also at odysseydance.com. And am I seeing this correctly, that if you uh, buy your Thriller tickets, you can get 50% off A Wonderful Life? Is that correct? Yeah. So, That's a yeah, deal. So if you, I know. It's a deal. So, you know, if you... If you like what we do in Thriller, you're going to love It's Wonderful Life. It's just such a, first of all, it's such an amazing story. But our, but our full-length version of it is pretty cool. We have this huge tank of water that we have in the pit, and we use it for like, you know, when uh, the little boy falls in the ice, you know, and gets stays, George saves his, his little brother. And then, and then we also at the high school dance, you know, when the floor opens up and, and they fall into the, into the water. And then also when Clarence saves, uh, saves George by jumping into the, into the river, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to keep him from killing himself, you know? And so we use the, this huge tank of water right in front of the, uh, the audience there. And it's just awesome. So you'll you know, use that several times so cool. during the show yeah. then. Yeah. Okay, that's a nice feature. I like it. So back to Thriller, safe for all ages? You you mentioned bring the family, everything good in that? Uh, Not too scary for young uh, ones? We usually say eight and above. Okay. You know, we we tell people that, uh, you know, eight and above is the best best age group. I mean, some kids can take it um, if they're younger, but that's up to the parents, you know, to Mm -hmm. decide. You know, because there are are some scary elements in the show. It is Halloween. You know what I mean? But... uh, but it's you know three quarters of it is really funny and and I what I love is hearing the the kids laughing you know and enjoying it and they get the jokes you know we yeah. we have this piece called Jason Jam where we have three Jasons who dance with ice picks and machetes and eventually chainsaws <laughs> and there's one Jason that didn't quite graduate from Jason school who's you know just a little slow and you know just kind of off on his own and these kids just laugh their heads off at this guy because they're like, you know, I know that kid, that's yeah. Billy in the back of my class. You know what I mean? <laughs> they can relate. They, they, they get it. They get the jokes and just to hear those, those kids cackling just warms my heart because they, they get it, you know, yeah. and they really, really enjoy it. I love that. Well, you had mentioned that about 80 to 90% of your income comes from ticket sales. What You're a nonprofit as well. So how do you, how do your partners yeah. help out, and how, how can others, if they would like to, maybe make a donation? Um, if on our website, there's opportunities there to okay. uh, make a donation, stuff like that. So fairly easy, if you'd like. For me, the best donation anybody can give us is to buy a ticket. Yeah. Go see the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And come see a show. You know what I mean? Come see a show. See, see what we're up to, and... These dancers are so incredibly talented, and they do so many different things. And, and uh, that for me, it keeps me young just being able to sit and watch them do what they do. I can imagine. Uh, you know, uh, I, you're probably the, I'd say, face of Odyssey Dance Theater. I notice you do, obviously, all the media stuff. Do you do any behind-the-scenes stuff anymore? Or are you back there oh, choreographing yeah. or oh, directing? Yeah. Well, or? yeah, I, I still do some choreography, and mm-hmm. I still direct everything. So, I mean, I'm... I'm involved in all the casting and putting putting the shows together and and helping uh, my assistants. I don't move as well as I used to because you know I'm I'm old and like you know, me? I hung I hung them up a long a while ago. <laughs> but uh, as far as the actual direction and stuff like that, I'm I'm heavily heavily involved in in uh, making sure because in a company situation, it's not just 
bringing them in doing dances and doing doing shows you're also developing people you know mm-hmm. you're you're giving them roles to see them grow and develop and and it, it's a it's a process you know and it's not just hey come do a show you know for yeah. you know like a gig gig world it's it's a real process that we that we're involved in that really you know we take care of our dancers and try to try to um, be very involved in their growth yeah. through the process. It sounds like it. Well, Daryl, it's been so much fun talking to you with the, with just the short time we have left. Why don't you go ahead, give us the locations that Thriller uh, will be uh, at, as well as the website for tickets. Let's, let's wrap with that. You bet. We're going to be in Park City and Ogden and Logan. Uh, we're going to be at Kingsbury Hall for two weeks, October 11th through the 23rd. Then we're going down to Tuacon down in St. George for the last week of October. Uh, if you go to odysseydance.com, you can get all the information and all the – there's lots of cool discounts we have there for military people and stuff of that sort. There's all kinds of discounts. Uh, check those out if you'd like. Um, you know, we're, we're just here doing what we love to do and, and really excited to have audiences back in the theater. Daryl Yeager, founder and executive director at Odyssey Dance Theater. Thriller is on now. Get your tickets at Odyssey Dance. Daryl, thank you so much for joining us on Utah Weekly Forum. Hey, you bet. Thanks for having me. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.